You're listening to the Senior Care Pharmacist Podcast, ASCP's journal come to life. Visit ASCP.com journal to read the articles and ASCP.com slash podcasts to listen to more author interviews. Hey, y'all. It's Amy Blazik here for the Senior Care Pharmacist Podcast. Hope you are doing well. Uh, my guest today is Dr. Danielle Fixon. She is an assistant professor and geriatric clinical pharmacist at the University of Colorado Skag School of Pharmacy and Pharmaceutical Sciences in Aurora, Colorado. Welcome, Dr. Fixon. Hi, thanks, Amy, for having me on the podcast today. We are so grateful to have you. Her paper, The Use of Cannabis for Agitation in Patients with Dementia, a case series, is going to be in the Senior Care Pharmacist for the July issue. So, Dr. Fixon, can you tell us a bit about your practice and how often you're interacting with elders who are taking some type of cannabis product? Yes. So um, a little bit about the practice site that I'm located in. Um, So I'm in a geriatric primary care clinic that serves adults 75 years and older um, in the Denver metro area of Colorado. And um, I have been one of the pharmacists in the clinic who frequently receives um, cannabis consults um, just because in the past I did a research project on marijuana use um, in patients with migraine headaches. And so that kind of spurred just um, an increase from our providers about potentially using cannabis in older adults. And when I first started out at the clinic in 2015, I would say, you know, I would receive a question or would meet with a patient maybe once every two months and discuss use of cannabis um, for specific conditions like pain um, or potentially for arthritis. Um, But most recently, I would say in the last one or two years, um, I've I've been consulted roughly, you know, I would say at least um, once a week and generally meet with patients in clinic just to go over questions they may have about cannabis products um, and try to help determine if a cannabis product is best for whatever they are interested in in using the product for. Um, And another thing that that, um, I think maybe a reason why I am not seeing patients, you know, even more frequently, because I know that in our patient population, we do have quite a few patients who are using cannabis. Um, Our clinic, in the last two months, we created a cannabis brochure um, just to help answer some of those frequently asked questions by our patients. And so um, I have heard some feedback from providers that they are handing out those brochures to patients quite frequently. And so I think that's decreased some of the um, curbside consults that I would get in clinic. Wow. It's, it sounds like a, a research product or project has, has made you into sort of the de facto cannabis pharmacist in the clinic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, so I remember, I think it was last year at, no, it was ASCP annual 2018. You did an amazing presentation. Um, the, just the the breadth and depth of knowledge that you have about this area um, is just really incredible. And so when I saw that you were going to be published in the July issue, I was like, oh gosh, we have to we have to talk to her. And so, um, what tips and tricks do you have um, for asking about cannabis product use in the older adult population? 
Um, I feel like so many, so many times there's, there's this taboo kind of associated with cannabis um, and specifically in our older adult patient populations. So how do you, how do you uh, get that? um, How do you get that information from them about the cannabis products that they're using just to, so that we have a complete medication profile? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's definitely a question whenever I've um, provided presentations on cannabis that I feel like a lot of people are trying to figure out, you know, um, is my patient using cannabis or how do I determine if they're using cannabis? And one of the things that I have found that's really helpful is um, I provide other services in our clinic. So I do um, transitions of care outreach um, for patients who have been discharged from the hospital or skilled nurse nursing facility. Um, And then I also provide hypertension and diabetes um, consults as well. Um, And then, of course, just other consults um, specifically related to pain or other chronic disease states. And I, I like to first just review the list of medications that we have in our electronic medical record with the patient. And I always start out by saying, you know, hey, I want to go over the list of medications we have in our system and make sure that this medication list is accurate and up to date. Um, And then once I go over that medication list, I generally segue into, are you taking any other over-the-counter medications, any herbal supplements, or any type of cannabis products um, that you may be using for some of the conditions that we've recently discussed. And that oftentimes just me asking them if they are using these and lumping it together with other medications or like you know, herbal supplements, um, patients are, are very open about their use and, and they'll generally say, well, actually, yes, I'm using, um, a CBD product for my knee pain, or, um, you know, I've tried to use, um, a sublingual CBD product for insomnia. And so I found that just by, you know, asking them about their cannabis use as I'm going through the medications um, opens the door for them to feel comfortable and talk to me about cannabis products that they're taking. That's wonderful. I, you know, I was, uh, I think it was about a year ago, my grandparents were telling me that both of them were taking CBD oil, but they were taking it for different, different purposes. And it was really, um, it was just really interesting uh, to, to hear them talking about the CBD and, and the impact that it's had and, and a positive impact that it's had. Um, one of the things that I, I know people who are listening to the podcast are really interested in, especially those senior care pharmacists who are working in states where, um, where cannabis is legal, what are some of the important drug interactions, uh, the drug cannabis interactions that uh, senior care pharmacists really do need to be aware of? I would say, you know, recognizing there might be, you know, a thousand of these, maybe, maybe kind of hit that the high point. Yeah. Um, so I would say interactions that I typically look for whenever I'm reviewing a medication list um, in a patient who is interested or may already be taking a cannabis product. Um, I always check to see if they're taking warfarin. Um, warfarin, it, it does interact with CBD and THC. 
um, and it affects INR levels. Um, and so, you know, I think if patients are taking morphine and they're using a cannabis product, then, um, or if they're going to start using a cannabis product and are on warfarin, I would definitely monitor the INR closely. Um, there have been reports of increased INR um, in patients who use both THC and CBD. So that's that's definitely a big interaction that senior care pharmacists should look out for. Um, another interaction that I think is really important, especially when we think about our older adults, are um, medications that cause CNS side effects, um, specifically those that can cause more sedation. Um, CBD in particular, um, if you if you orally ingest CBD, then that can lead um, to more sedative properties. And so um, if they're on a medication that already has the potential to cause sedation, um, then it's important that, you know, you, you monitor for um, increased sedation, you know, throughout the day, or it may be best to recommend them taking that medication at night, um, but then also counsel them on the increased fall risk that could occur if they are more um, sedated. Um, and then lastly, um, I think another big kind of class of medications that could interact with cannabis um, are anticholinergic medications. And it's not that there's a drug-drug interaction, but it's that cannabis, specifically THC-based products, can cause some of those anticholinergic side effects like dry mouth and constipation. And so if a patient is using a cannabis product that has THC in it, then they may experience an even um, more increased anticholinergic um, side effect profile than if they were just only taking um, the anticholinergic medication. Oh gosh, like <laughs> we definitely don't want to sign up for more anticholinergic side effects in our, our older adult patient population, do we? No. <laughs> so Danielle, what are the best resources you've come across that could help senior care pharmacists who are working with older adults and are using one of these products? So I think there are a few different resources that um, over the years I have found have been really helpful. Um, so if you're just looking for, you know, potential drug, drug interaction um, resources, both Micromedics and LexiComp now have um, the ability that you can type in um, cannabidiol for CBD or you can type in um, THC. Um, you can also just do more broadly um, and just type in cannabis and then enter in the other medications and it will provide um, potential interactions that may that may be based on you know though either those individual products or that may interact with just cannabis in general um, so I think both of those are good just to um, look at and say hey are there any drug drug interactions and what effects maybe should I look out for or should I counsel the patient on um, another resource that I found that has been helpful to provide um, clinical evidence on you know uses of cannabis but then also provide patient information um, because our patients are curious and sometimes you know they request um, is there something that I could read just to find out a little bit you know, more information, um, but it's the National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health, and it's um, produced by the National Institutes of Health. Um, and so if you just go to Google and, and type that in, they actually have a specific page for cannabis, and it shows, 
you know, side effects to um, look out for. It shows potential um, areas that cannabis use may be beneficial for patients. And then it also just has a few other clinical pearls. Um, and for those that are more sophisticated, it provides links. So, you know, research articles, um, if you want to dive into more information. But I also think that on the patient level, it gives a pretty broad um, overview of, of cannabis and and what to expect in patient populations that um, maybe should not be using cannabis as well. So that's been um, a resource that I found in clinic that has been really helpful. Gosh, that's wonderful. I know that so many times patients are asking about about resources and especially free resources. You know, no, I don't think <laughs> I don't think many patients have the have the pocketbook for for drug information resources. They'd much rather they've got other things to spend their money on. So it's really nice that that's, that's a free option for, you know, patients and uh, healthcare providers. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, Dr. Fixon, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast today. Of course. And please remember to check out the July issue of the Senior Care Pharmacist. Dr. Fixon's uh, Manuscript Use of Cannabis for Agitation in Patients with Dementia, a case series, is in the July issue. This has been Amy Blazik for the Senior Care Pharmacist Podcast. Take care, and we'll talk to you next time.